What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by thecinematicreal.com. I am your host, David. I am joined with the guys today, Mr. Jack Renault. Hello. Hello. I am ready to get back into the drafting business for, what is it, the third week in a row now? And we're not even done yet? No. Uh, yeah. We have a lot of polls coming up this week, and they're going to be quite the discussion next week to see who won. And Mr. Hunter Friesen. Mm-hmm. No, I'm... I'm super excited to keep drafting as much as we can i mean we're getting deeper and deeper into like the we'll call it cinematic lore where your teams are not going to be as obvious as you would think you know if you draft 2010s and even 90s once you get in the 70s and then i, I won't spoil what the next one's going to be but that one will be a real fun one I, in terms of like what people know i i guarantee the next one will be the least voted poll True, but it will be also the most interesting, I, I think. I 100% what, you know, what, agree. I'm like so like, I was like, what are these teams going to be? Like, what are we going to draft? And it's, it's the possibilities are so fun. There's about. so many. And I feel like, I mean, we'll talk about it next week, but mm-hmm. uh, like a quick tease. I feel like there's three easy number one picks. That, and I would also say there's like, there's a, probably a couple categories that we're going to be drafting from today that I don't think have any like value in like that for like that draft, so we're definitely gonna yeah, have yeah. to throw. We're definitely gonna have to throw in some new categories uh, that oh, were popular back then. The it's, noir it's like, feels it's, good. It's, uh, maybe yeah, a musical like the, or a western. Yeah, that's why I'm glad we didn't do comic book today. I was like, '70s comic book <laughs> films was like there's there was One? Superman, and then it, it just ended. I was like, well, I'm glad we didn't do it. Oh no, that no, was, that was it. Um, so yeah, today, as Hunter said, we are drafting the 1970s. Uh, my favorite decade of all time. Uh, this should be. A fun, fun draft. But before we get into that, let's get into some of the news of the week. Not much, but um, I'm not a fan of Lilo and Stitch, the animated film. Are you guys a fan of it? I like it. A lot, I, of, a lot of nostalgia for it. So that's I, primarily where it comes from. I say I had the VHS of it. I couldn't mm-hmm. tell you if I liked it or didn't like it. I just had it. So I'm, I'm with Hunter, so I'll, I'll leave it to Jack here. How do you feel about Zach Galifianakis starring in the live action version of Lilo and Stitch? And do you even want it? Do I need it? Absolutely not. Do I want it? Give me a trailer and we'll see how I'm feeling. But Zach Galifianakis, there's one character that I think he could play. And if he does play that character, then I'm then I'm here for it. Yeah. Cool. Because if I hear him cast as like Stitch, then I'm going to be like, okay, no. But there's a side uh, character that I think he would be perfect for in the form of Jumba, if you remember uh, him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'd be good. Is it uh, the guy who directed Marcel the show doing this? Yes. Like, Ian Fleischer can't. So like, yeah. I, you know, th- there's... It's an interesting director. I'm like, he no, could do it. Yeah, he knows how to hybrid live action and, an, yeah. and animation, so we'll see. Yeah, it's for like, sure. It's uh, like, like David Lowry's doing the new Peter Pan movie. I couldn't I'm... give two shits about Peter Pan, but David Lowry? Yeah, that's what, sure. I want to see what he's doing. Because I actually like Peach Dragon, his version of Peach Dragon. Yeah. It's so different from the original, so I'm very yeah. curious to how he does yeah. uh even Peter though Pan. this is going to be a Disney Plus only movie, which I was like, woo, Ooh. confidence. <laughs> like, we're not even putting this in theaters. But I'm like, it's David Lowry. So I, I really am interested in what he's got for that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next bit of news is I love when the internet overreacts on one picture. Uh, we got our first look at Lady Gaga and Joker Faleodu. Did I say it right? Faleodu? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Um, there's really not much to talk about the picture itself cool i mean we got we got 18 months till it comes out like yeah. we're fine she got fine. a brown sweat. Like, I, was, I was i was super surprised they did a picture of like we still got time to go you know it sucks because i i don't know if you agree hunter and jack i think they're i think they could be done this year i think they're just holding it for the festivals next year since they have dune this year 
Yeah, that's that's fine. I mean, it's I you know obviously if the rumors that it's like big musical and all that stuff like there's so many intricate details that could go into it. I'm even though I didn't love the first Joker and I it's very much one of those movies I didn't love but I really want to rewatch it so I'll wait to that. But I'm very interested in what's what's going on here because like Joaquin Phoenix I completely trust his judgment in terms of picking projects. So if he wants to come back for this, so I'm like. He's got to have a good reason to do it. Same here. First sequel he's ever done in his career, I believe. So, yeah. So uh, it's it's you know he's like him like DiCaprio and other people like that pick their pro and like Kate Blanchett where like if they're in a movie they know what they're doing. So I'm 100 percent there for it. Yeah, so. I concur. Jack, any other thoughts? Uh, no, pretty much just about the same as Hunter. I think I'm not I'm not personally over the moon about Joker the original. I think uh, Joaquin is certainly great and it's a good movie. Definitely, maybe not what I would put as the most nominated movie of its Oscars, but with the reported premise of it being a musical, you know, even in genres where I'm not definitely fond of, you could have a premise that wins me back and a musical comic book movie. Yeah, that'll I, do it for me. <laughs> I can't wait for the dark tone of this movie to land in comedy musical at the Globes. Hey, I mean, yeah, it could, Sweeney could true, go that... Sweeney Todd route. I mean, their dark musicals can be very good. So. That is true. That is true. Now that now that Jack mentioned it, I, I just realized like Joker and everything everywhere at once for the nomination leaders that year, and like nobody in their right mind would have that predicted a year and ahead. Like Power of the Dog makes sense, like yeah, probably yeah. But like those two movies were like the leaders of that year. Who had that down in their predictions? Such an interesting like last couple of even going back to like 2017, like The Shape of Water led that year with 13, yeah. and then in 28, it's like every other year, like 2017, mm -hmm. Shape of Water cool i like i like the movie a lot but a very mm -hmm. unique nomination leader next year yeah. is roma Favorite? it was oh, roma okay. yep. and then the year yeah. after that we had joker and then the year after that we go back to normal with nomad was it nomad land i think that maybe i think was it was like trial already already already's black bottom had a but lot more, of tech but more but oscar Beatty. and then yeah. last year was power of the dog and then this year is everything oh. everywhere which we're going to talk yeah. about in a few seconds here uh before we get into that this is more for next year's oscars i saw magazine dreams at sundance hunter and i talked about it and we spoke about it on the podcast it all depends what studio grabs it and searchlight is closing in on a deal to secure magazine dreams which makes me more confident that jonathan majors will be a player next season um mm -hmm. it couldn't outside of this or sony pictures classics I couldn't think of a better studio for this movie to go to. Uh, Hunter, mm -hmm. I forgot. You did see it or you didn't see it? I did see it, yeah. Yeah. Do you agree on the Oscar? Because he'd be the only thing that they probably could oh, yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're not submitting anything but Jonathan Majors for this. And I honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised if they like go back to the editing room with this movie and trim it down by like a few minutes or do stuff, which wouldn't help its chances for Oscars, I wouldn't think. Even though we just said everything every while. It's a Joker had big had no prospects. We This one might, but I doubt it. But yeah, like Majors, very glad he got picked up by the studio. If it was like a Bleecker Street or Roadside Attractions, uh, not so good. Then. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, and then before we get to DGA award winners, we have a new rule or change for the Emmys. So Hunter kind of off the line, we spoke about it in passing. So before, there were certain rules about whether you can campaign for the Oscars, make the shortlist, and be nominated. And, and if you don't win... You can still campaign for the Emmys. That rule is back in place, kind of. If you can, you can campaign, 
But if you get nominated, you can't campaign for the Emmys. So pretty much you can like you can, you can get your participation you trophy. Yeah, you're like we can make the short list, but if we get nominated, we can't qualify for the Emmys, which kind of makes the Emmys look bad. Kind of like, all right, yeah, we can't get the we can't get the Oscar, but I guess we can take an Emmy. So right now, off the top of my head, when I was writing my notes, I came up with Senior can go to the Emmys now. Descendant mm-hmm. can go to the Emmys now. I think Retrograde can go to the Emmys now. So we have a good amount of docs that competed for the Oscar that I can see hitting the Emmy circuit. Oh, Moon Age Daydream, because it's playing on Hulu. Right. So I don't know. I thought it was a little gross rule change. Jack, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, especially since it's kind, especially since now. I mean, I, I we, I mean, we've been seeing like, I mean, OJ Made in America got in. That was more like a series rather than just like a full-on like movie, you know. So the documentary like inclusions have been changing drastically, and now that you know, there's kind of like long-form documentary at the Emmys, and now that streaming has just become so prevalent where and how like you draw the line for like what is eligible for what mm-hmm. is definitely much harder. So I, while I understand the purpose of it, it's kind of just a weird, it, like you said, it kind of just like, I guess devalues the documentary branch at the Emmys. It's just like, Oh, you didn't get in here, but you can still get in over here. Before um, we go to, before we go to Hunter on OJ Man and America, I think I've told you this off the line before, but do you know the reason it was able to qualify for Oscar? It had a festival showing, didn't it? There Not only like a that. festival showing, their festival showing showed the six hours straight. Mm. So they were able to get it in because they had it run with running the dock six straight, the whole six straight hours. So that's not mm-hmm. the way I saw it. I mean, that was my pick that year. I love that documentary. But uh, mm-hmm. Hunter, thoughts? I guess it kind of goes into what Jack said of like, especially with documentaries, because theatrical releases of documentaries is so tiny. That it's like my octopus teacher was by Netflix in 2020. That one didn't go to any theaters. They just decided this is an Oscar one. They could have easily just said this is not Emmy documentary. Like it's just an arbitrary decision at this point. So it's the the waters have been so muddy for so long in terms of that. So I guess it's going back on a rule they've just had. So it's not that big of a change, even yeah. though it does sound weird in hindsight. Like documentaries can now compete for both, but no one else can. But it's like mm-hmm. ah, it's so. Especially with like, even like, does anybody see the 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 Oscar nominated documentaries in theaters? Like, how much is that? Like, they they get released. Like, Fire of Love made like a million dollars, but like, it, you know, it's not that much. And I'm yeah. gonna be honest. I don't think I I think the only documentary I've seen in theaters in the last like five years that was nominated was um well that was I thought would be nominated and win was Won't You Be My Neighbor. That yeah, I saw that in was, theaters. That was, that was the blockbuster, you know, documentary. Mm-hmm. It made like twenty million dollars or something. It was huge. Didn't make it. And alas, they got that wrong. And then finally, we had DGA last night, and mm-hmm. um, poor one out for Steven Spielberg. It's over. Yeah, yeah. that was just, yeah. it. Was his last stand, pretty much. I was like, Steven's last stand here. Um, so on their on Steven Spielberg's home court, I could I think you guys would agree the Daniels win Best Director, Durs. Yeah. Uh, for everything, ever all at once. It. Do you think BAFTA matters, or do you think it's over? If, Ooh, what was Ron Howard the last DGA winner to lose, or has there been one? Since? Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes, yeah. For right, yeah. 1917, but it doesn't. Be, it doesn't happen. I was gonna say. I was gonna say everything everywhere is kind of in the parasite yep, position. Exactly. Where they're, yeah. they're they're the passion. 
So, because like even if Steven won, I would pull up the Sam Mendes comparison of like, well, he won, but the momentum is not with Fablewind. So, like, that would, but now it's the opposite. So, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Now, honestly, guys, I think Fablewind is the Irishman. Yeah. I yeah. don't think it wins anything. Which I don't think it, it is. That was the thing. It was going to, it was, it was that, or it was going to be another Power of the Dog, like a, row, a year in a row where it just wins director and that's it. I was like, yep. that would be so Strange. weird. Two in a row, so now it, it makes more sense. It's just not because it had been Mike Nichols in the graduate before, yep. yeah, before it happened yeah. last year. Yeah, you're right, it would have been so weird. Um, I think BAFTA's gonna do weird shit today, like we're recording this before BAFTA. I think, mm-hmm. it, but if the Daniels went BAFTA, I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it's over. It, <laughs> if they went well, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, my thing now, uh. Because I, I, I'm now that this has happened, like I've definitely like I'm full on Daniels for director. Mm-hmm. Now my question lies within screenplay, mm-hmm. because do they do they get the trifecta of picture director screenplay or do they give it to Banshee? I say yes. You think they go trifecta? Because it reminds me of Birdman. Everyone that year was like, we're gonna split between Grand Budapest, Boyhood, and Bird and uh, Grand Budapest, Boyhood, and Birdman. And at the yep. end of the day, Birdman pretty much swept except keaton which don't talk to me about that um <laughs> stupid eddie redmayne um i i would say bafta will be the huge one today because banshees is home court yeah, home, yeah. huge yeah. Like, if everything everywhere is taking bafta awards from banshees in britain i'm like oof that's and if you look at huge. it last year you kind even though she's not british you'd say jane campion had a advantage in screenplay and she lost to coda last year too so yeah. Hunter's right. The home field advantage here could pretty much change everything or not. It could just be the Daniels. And we were just like trying to find other options when there really wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's that. And uh, it's still best actor today is the huge Colin one I'm Farrell, looking at. Yeah. So I yeah, say like, Colin Farrell wins today and then it's up to SAG to decide for us. Pretty much. Yeah. Like if, if Colin Farrell doesn't win today, then I would just not cut him out, but I'd put him down. Like I if, agree. Yeah. If he can't then, win BAFTA, then it's, win... Fra- it's Fraser. And so Hitler, I think. my only counter would be if Farrell, I'd completely eliminate him if Farrell lost and Butler won. If Frazier won, I'd still keep Farrell in the conversation. Because I just feel like Frazier and Butler having the best picture nomination is going to be with me into the end. Yeah, if Butler yeah. wins today, I would like he would. I mean, he's still my number one. Shake leave. I mean, everybody's the number one. Like Farrell, Fraser, they're all number one right now. I can't decide. But like, if if Butler wins today, he flaps number one, and then obviously Sag would kind of seal it or change it. I don't know. And and the funny funny you referenced uh, the Birdman year because I feel like this best actor is kind of like that where you have the young, kind of up and comer mm-hmm. playing the playing the biography role and the comeback veteran making. Uh, a splash and getting his I think, I, first nomination. Yeah. I don't. I don't want Hunter. I don't want Hunter to leave the podcast right now. I think I like Austin Butler more than I do anywhere uh, me that year. I I I always think. I every time I think about it, like I we transferred. I didn't even vote for Austin Butler in our own awards or any awards because I was like, even though I'm a biopic guy, I'm like, I think I want more interesting performances than that one. I, I wouldn't. I would not be complaining if he won Best Actor. I wouldn't be like, that's a terrible win. I'd be like, hey, it's fine, you know? I yeah. just think, like, I don't know, man. I, I just look back at that year and I was so angry because <laughs> you guys know how much of, much of a Michael Keaton fan I am, and I'm yeah. like, Birdman sweeping. I'm like, let's go, and they say Eddie Redman's name at the Oscars, and I'm like, God, man. Mm-hmm. And that movie, I haven't even watched that movie since I saw it in 2014. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, it's, 
But then the other things that of note, uh, in the shocker of the night, Charlotte Wells won directorial achievement, <laughs> uh, first time director. Ooh, I Not, did great. Uh, shout out to Jack Barry wins comedy. Finally and wins something. Should. I'm sorry, Emmys, but you fucked up big time <laughs> on this one. I seven ten north. Dave knows what I'm talking about. Yep. That freeway scene is unreal. I have it's essentially GTA five put on screen. It's it's unreal and just Were you surprised it, about drama, Jack? Yeah, I was actually. Um So I Euphoria to, for anyone that's yeah, listening, Euphoria yeah. took home drama. Uh I was surprised well, as well. What were the other nominees? So the nominees were Better Call Saul for Waterworks, yeah. Jason oh, ba- yeah. Jason Bateman for yep. Ozark, A Hard Way to Go, Ben Aff- Ben Ben Affleck, Ben Stiller and for Severance, mm-hmm. and Iofi McCardo for Severance. Mm-hmm. I was going to say I, heavy hitters. I, yeah, I was going to say Severance would have been the one that I would have also said to look out for, but that vote splitting probably didn't help. I agree. Uh, and then the other one of note that I think we should mention is Fire of Love wins documentary. Any- I, had, I, had por- I had Portress on that one, even though I didn't know. I just, like, go with it. But, yeah. Yeah, anything that keeps all the beauty and the bloodshed from winning the Oscars is good for me. <laughs> <laughs> that movie. That movie. Oh, my God. That, like, that's also bad after today because all the beauty and bloodshed, I think, and Fire of Love is both nominated yeah, there, yeah. I think. Okay, I think they're both nominated. Like, because I'm, like... His documentary is a total like I have. It's like best actor. I'm like I have no idea who's winning right now. Like it's so split up. Yeah, I, I agree. But yeah, DJ, uh, we have BAFTA coming up this week. I mean today, and then next week we have SAG, and then I think WGA, and we're done. Yeah, I I always love the DJs because they started like nine o'clock at night here, and they're not televised. So you're just I- like. I don't know what happens. <laughs> I, I didn't even realize the DGA was happening until like midnight last night. I'm like, oh, they're like just getting started right now. Okay, oh, so they, I'm going to find out in the morning. <laughs> yeah, they, they, and it goes long too. Like there's like a good like 30 minutes between updates. I'm like, how long are these speeches? Yeah, Holy seriously. Crap. And I, I, which I, I'm not watching it, so it's whatever, but I'm just kind of sitting there. I'm like, oh, okay. We, and then once Daniel's won, I was like, yeah, it's, that's, you know, that's, that's that pretty, pretty much. Do you think it was the first front runner of the season with the Fablemans, or it was just everything was just the engine, the little engine that could? I think it was the little engine that could. And D- DGA is also another interesting voting body, you know, because you combine, you throw in like TV people too, so you really get just kind of like a taste of like ever, like you get like votes from everywhere, and so for that to come out, kind of like the more non traditional director. Mm-hmm. I, and, and film, I think that definitely and we, speaks, speaks volumes for the passion. I forgot it. to mention we still have PGA, which that's yeah. the big that's the big one. Yeah, I mean if if uh, if everything everywhere it's takes over PGA, I would be like yeah yeah. If if Top Gun took it, it'd be great. It'd be funny. I probably I would not pick Top Gun with no. this picture based on it, but it'd be it would be it would be it would make it. I don't even know. Like even if even if everything everywhere took didn't win pga probably will still pick it so i'm still going for, yeah go ahead is pga still the only awards body to do preferential ballot yeah that kind of sealed my yeah. code a bit last year wow. when i won pga i was yeah. like yep it's it's over um yeah I, I agree with hunter like if top gun wins pga i actually think i hope it does that'd be pretty cool going into oscar night be with cool. like because then technically it's just everything versus top gun for best picture yeah which would i don't think anyone thought that at the beginning of last year which oh <laughs> 
No, the, the biggest movie in the world that no way thought would be the biggest movie, and then, like, this little movie that goes and makes $100 million. For the, yeah, it was, like, two movies that nobody thought were like, oh, yeah, they'll be the front runners. Good for the Academy Awards, though, I think. Like, the array of movies this year. I, I think Judd Apatow made a, a joke yesterday. It's good to see uh, Top Gun and Avatar here, or, or, or Top Gun here. Um, a movie that people critically raved and actually people saw. Because, you know... <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Like, you know, as much as I, I hate to say it, Fableman's absolutely nobody saw it. So mm-hmm. in terms of box office wise, what you expect from a Spielberg film. Yeah, I, I agree. So. All righty, cool. So that's all the news for the week. Uh, let's get into some of what we watch for the week and then uh, we could get into our draft. Um, Jack, why don't you start us off? What do you got this week? Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll finish with the big one that you and I get to talk about, David. Uh, so we, I started with, uh, a rewatch of Sergio Leone's once upon a time in the West. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a movie that I saw, I feel like I might've been like my freshman year in high school when I first saw it. And by then I was a fan of the dollars trilogy. So I knew who Sergio Leone was and all that, but it never really like resonated with me. Like it was one of the movies that I always like appreciated just like from a filmmaking perspective, but never like was invested in terms of like an entertainment purpose. But this time, no, it was completely different. I thought that while it was kind of slow in the middle overall, it definitely played a lot more better. Um, The wide shots. I mean, I'm just a sucker for those being a fan of Lawrence of Arabia and such. uh, It might be my favorite Enya Morricone score I've heard. And he obviously has done a lot of great work throughout his career. So that definitely, I think, has grown on me a lot in that regard, too. Um, I didn't get to finish it, but I started I started rewatching the Ten Commandments. Uh, (laughs) We we talked about I'm, I'm biased towards historical epics, so. It's a fine watch, but definitely pales in comparison to the ones that did win Oscars, such as Ben-Hur and Lawrence of Arabia. Even, um, I, I will concede, though, I think Yul Brenner is insanely good as uh, Ramsey's the second, uh, and he's definitely the highlight. And then also uh, Elmer Bernstein's score, I think, was really, really great, but... Looking at that Oscars that year, the 56 was kind of weak. I mean, it was like the King and I around the world in 80 days was the winner. Uh, this and then a couple other things. So, like, I would say that Ten Commandments probably should have won, but it would still probably be near the bottom of my best picture ranking. And last, Dave, I'm glad that you are now on my side regarding one of the winningest best picture winners of the- all time. Tied. The, one of the three, yes, yeah. one of the three. Titanic, got to see it in theaters. The 3D wasn't all that, honestly. It's terrible, man. Yeah, I, like it would focus on like one of like the like the gears like holding the ropes would just be out there, and like that would be it. I'm like, ah, that's cool, the but... sequence that bothered me the most, Jack, is when Jack and uh, Rose were running through the hallway, <laughs> and their faces, yeah. and the the CGI in their faces. Mm-hmm. On IMAX in 3D, that's bad. Yeah. I always, I always, I, I should have asked before. And like, what, yeah, what is 3D for Titanic? Because like, well, you know, it, it, I was hoping it would be like crazy for like the ship sinking. Because like yeah. that was like the sole reason why I was like, okay, this could work. Or like that was like the thing that I was like, that's probably why they did it. But 
I mean, also the 3D, the stuff at the beginning, I think when they're actually like going deep into the Titanic, uh, like in the water, I thought that 3D was kind of cool though. But I was primarily just happy to get to see it on the big screen. Yeah, I was going to ask, because like for the first two and a half, two hours of Titanic, do you need 3D? I was like, you know, no. like, really, what's, what is there? Like, it's I, I one of those things they should have like a cue card, be like, put on your glasses at the, <laughs> this mark, because like, then you'll need them. Yeah. Um, and here you go, Dave. Um, my top five supporting players. From Let's Titanic. hear it. Yeah, there's, All right. I think there's one obvious champion, but there was enough for me to warrant making a list. Uh, number five, uh, Fabrizio. Uh, <laughs> okay, I guess, yeah. A little, yeah. little stereotyping, you know, but yeah, he's funny. But, he's funny. <laughs> he's funny and a good friend. Jack, uh, Fabrizio in this Best Picture winner or Fabrizio in the other Best Picture winner? Hmm, well, one, well, one of them is, a good, is legitimately a good friend. Yeah, and, lo- and and looks out. The other one apparently gets bought out. Touche, and, touche. Yeah. What, right, so, what happens to Fabrizio and Titanic? I actually don't remember. He, he gets he, he gets, gets crushed by the the, the oh. steam stack falls over. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right, so I that, remember that sequence now. That, that's a, yeah, that's a that's a brutal moment in the movie yeah. for me. Uh, number four for me is the captain. You think he's a Dion Waiters? I think he's he he like. I especially love the scene early on and it's just kind of like the big thing about Titanic that I really caught on this time is like the whole reason for it crashing, I think is just other people's obsession Mm -hmm. with with it. And so the scene of him, like you can see he is very hesitant when the, the rich asshole who doesn't even know like how both work is like, yeah, we want to be in New York on Tuesday night, like light all the boilers. And the captain's like, I don't think that's a good idea. And we're already making like really good time. So, yeah, I think he just kind of, especially later on, I think he does a really good job of, like, selling kind of just how serious it is, Mm -hmm. especially early on. Because you see him after the iceberg wrecks, like, he's there in his robe, like, immediately after. And he's just like, what was that? Isn't he uh, on one day for retirement kind of captain? Yeah, it's literally his last voyage. Okay, I was like, I remember, they're like, your last voyage. I was like, buddy. Make it a (laughs) I was like, no. Uh, speaking of conveying the fear and terror, my number three is the shipmaster, Mr. Andrews. I love Mr. I, after watching this one, I'm shocked he wasn't nominated for an Oscar for supporting actor. Yeah, he, uh, I think he's one of the real Dion waiters because he doesn't have much and he doesn't do much. But when at what he does, like, uh, same thing with the captain. Like, once he realizes, like, what's going on, he immediately, like, pulls out the blueprints. And you can see it in his eyes. He's like, yeah, like... Shit's fucked we, up. <laughs> we, we are screwed, guys. Um, it's a really good moment in the movie when he does the blueprint and the captain's like, well, how much time do we have? This, sh- this ship can't sink. I assure you, it, it, it like, it can. And, and it, it will. And he's like, how much time do you have? And he's like, one hour. And I'm like, shit. It, maybe two, yeah. yeah. Uh, number two. The most... tragic death in the movie for me at least and the one that just wrecks me every time tommy his irish friend who gets accidentally shot because he's he's pushed forward and the captain just immediately realizes and on top of that every other scene with him he's funny he gets the uh also the pleasure of punching that guard as like you know they're keeping him back and they break through with the bench and as they're all walking out tommy just tommy just decks him in the face like you guys go back down there doesn't the captain shoot himself after that too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, like he, that's he, like, I like, think imagine that. Jesus. Yeah, and then number one, do it. The unsinkable Molly Brown. 
Kathy Bates. Yeah, okay, good. I was wondering. I was like, she's got to show up here. Yeah, she. Man, she is, she, she's in that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna. Say, I just love her character. Also, just in the sense that, like, she is. She is like the one stick out of like all the rich snobs. Like, she's the only one who like can relate to Jack and like isn't wrapped up in everything really because she's also the only one kind of later on who like has any sort of empathy for those in the water and she was the one who was like go back but i mean still it kind of becomes that ethics thing of like or it becomes like an ethical dilemma because it's like oh people are gonna start pulling us down and like we might get screwed too so like while you can be like ah oh, selfish of them you can also kind of like you know see where they're coming from but yeah i mean the, the cast of this movie honestly like it's obviously jack and rose's movie but there's a lot of really good uh, characters is there anyone i missed dave the ship crew member that yells iceberg yeah because i think that might be the same one or no 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 they're up in the deck or they're yeah they're up in the the tower because they were the ones who were watching it was like i could smell ice and then he turns around and then there's a big ass iceberg right there i was like smell ice can you um i wouldn't put francis fisher maybe if she has she has more to do with getting andrea riseborough nominated for an oscar than she did in titanic (laughs) Um, Lasting legacy. I do think, no offense, listen, we love the golden age, but the fact that Kathy Bates did not get nominated and Gloria Stewart was nominated, for what? I mean, I I guess because Kathy Bates is like six build in this, even though she did have an Oscar at this point. So like that makes some sense. But If she's in, I think she wins. Uh, Over Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger. This would be Kathy Bates' second Oscar for this. Like That's if, true. if Kate Winslet yeah. and and DiCaprio still couldn't get in. No, oh, Winslet got in. Winslet got in. No, like Winslet couldn't win. That's why. Oh, okay. She got in, but she couldn't win either. Like if Winslet couldn't win, and then Gloria Stewart couldn't win, like do I think Kathy Bates would win? For yeah. Second Oscar? Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. But um. Also, I, go ahead. Talk, sorry. Uh, just one trivia. We talked about BAFTA, and this shows how much BAFTA's changed. You know how many are BAFTA Awards? Titanic won zero. Zero, like it was barely nominated too. Like it was somewhat nominated, but like it didn't even come close. And now we're like, Baptist a big bellwether. It was like and, back and then. Also, dynamic- I was gonna say, I just like, I didn't even realize this, which makes its uh, Oscar insanity even more crazy. It was a December release, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. We, we we always talk about December releases having somewhat of a hard time, but not always the case. Yeah, Lord of the I Rings it's, it's, was the last I guess one, it's right? Now, more than the 90s and even 2000s were like oscar movies were big movies now like you didn't need to, to have a set you know like a two-month run to actually make money like mm-hmm. you know they 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 open wide so Which yeah because people a, a nicer time people wanted to see these things too like i remember like yeah. i was looking at like kramer versus during our research like kramer versus oh, yeah. kramer box office and i'm like oh wow i actually made money this movie would be straight to netflix in 2023 yeah, like, well, in 2019, it was with Mary Story. Oh, true. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which it was a successful Netflix release. So you can't do it. But yeah, Kramer, Kramer versus Kramer is like the fourth highest grossing in the 70s. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? How did this happen? Seriously. Um, but yeah, uh, Hunter, do you have anything? Uh, yeah, I don't have anything as big as Titanic, I guess. Um, let's see. I watched, uh, it's called Carmen, which is, um, it comes out in april or march or whatever it premiered at toronto last year it's a adaptation of the 
Carmen opera, but it takes place mm-hmm. on the Mexican-American border. It's directed by Natalie Portman's husband, who's the choreographer for Black Swan and a few other movies. And it stars Paul Mescal, which I'm going to have to say, he's great in a lot of things. He can't do an American accent. He, he really can't do it. Is this the movie with him and Melissa Barrera? Yes. Yep. Doesn't yeah. it, ha- it has minimal dialogue, right? It's not as much as I thought. Like when I read it, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be like completely, you know, dan- dance driven." No, it's there's a good amount of dialogue oh, in it, which it's okay. It's pretty good. Where some of the dancing and some of the camera work is really good, but then when it gets into the dialogue scenes, it's not that great. So it kind of wears your patience. And the Nicholas Bertel score, though, is you know, it's Nicholas Bertel's. So, like it's great. It's a great score. So. And is is it like, is it still like an op? Is it like an opera movie, or did they just take the story of Carmen and put it to a movie and just like I, go from there? I think it's more to that because there's no singing. Nobody actually sings like operatically, but the opera score is like so grand and everything while going it's, on. It's, it's like it's still the original music. I think so. I'm not okay. too familiar with. I know of Carmen. That's why I watched it, but I've never watched anything that is Carmen, so I'm not. Okay. Uh, this was my introduction, which I've heard from people mm-hmm. as a weird way to get started. I was like, well, <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to be an expert in this. So, like, I'm OK with that. And then even worse, I watched Marlowe by. <laughs> Thank you for Liam that. Neeson. Thank you for that. Yeah, you saved I me time. Valentine's Day. That's how cool I am. How Weirdly, though, the, the, the theater was like sort of packed for it i was like what the hell are people doing here and then i was the youngest one by far in there i was like well that makes sense this is why they cast liam neeson but like hunter like to be honest i thought the trailer was pretty good oh it looked kind of cheap as hell and it's really really bad movie oh it's a cheap looking movie it's like because they shot it all in spain which is fine whatever but like there's some scenes where like the camera is like so tight because it's like yeah you had this much space to work with and then you probably see some crap by i'm like it's just one of those movies where like they probably filmed it for ten million dollars, and he's like, "Yeah, you could tell. Like, this should be, like, you know, I could see like, oh, a bigger director would take this and make this super grand. And it's just so not interesting and dull. Like, it is so flat the whole way through. And it's Neil Jordan was so good in the '90s, I think. But like Michael Collins' Interview with the Vampires, like, can't be fun. And uh, Crying Game's pretty good. And now he's just he's lost it. So shame. And then and then so that was bad. And then another not as bad was Ant-Man the Wasp, Quantumania, which is pretty mid pretty bad. Yeah. Like not bad, but like bad to mid, where I was just like so bored with it. I was very I saw it yesterday again. I took my my wife and I went to see it. Um The middle is rough. Rougher even uh, the second round. Like once, I was the, the, the supporting the the... people. Like those Islanders of the quantum realm. I yeah. I could I could deal. I could not be with them if I ever see them again. I'd be like I I don't understand a movie taking so much time developing char- or attempting to develop characters. You're never probably going to see again. And the big central thing was um, I haven't watched Loki, so that's a big part. But like I still don't really know what the hell Kang is and what's his <laughs> like what's his goal and what I don't I'm not super interested. So, yet. I'm interested in Jonathan Majors as Kang. But the character itself, I don't really care yet. I think you will when you – Okay. And you will be 
very happy that it's Jonathan Mangers because there's so many different versions you're going to see of this character going forward. Well, that was Which the is... post credit scene where I was like, okay, this is like this could be real interesting what he's got going. Yeah, then it, because it's Jonathan Majors, I'm more excited because I think he's going to destroy this once we get to the better, bigger yeah. properties. Uh, anything else? Uh, and last, no, I got two more. Sorry, uh, I'll be quick. Uh, watched Iris from 2001. Is like it's the father, but made for just a little gentler. You know, like, <laughs> it's, take, it's a take on dementia movie, but like not as like devastating where you're like holy shit this one's judy dench is in it uh jim broadbent he won his oscar for it kate winslet's in it and it's a simple story of like a love over you know 40 years and this is how it's come to be at this old age so like judy dench has written like so many novels in this movie she's a brilliant mind but now she can't remember anything and it's heartbreaking it's pretty good it's also like 88 minutes long so i was like perfect oh, yeah, for in or out. There. um and, yeah go and ahead then i watched I watched Creed last night because I watched Creed three tomorrow, which you'll talk about. So how do you like it? It's I mean, that the the one take boxing scene is like I, I remember hearing about it. But it's so good. And it, it it's definitely I mean, it's a Rocky movie. So, you know what you're getting. But it's it's well done. And I enjoyed it. So, yeah, um, I still take Sly over Mark Ryland. Uh, I am going to abstain from saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I know. Which. I now go back on it. It's so surprising that Mark Raylance won that year too. Like I wasn't I, spotlight. That was the spotlight year, so I was kind of in the Oscars. I wasn't you know, versed in it, so I didn't know like precursors and who wins this. But like Sly won the Critics' Choice and the Globe, and he's fucking Sylvester Stallone playing Rocky, and then Mark Raylance is just like, nah, I'm gonna take it. I've like, always what? I've always felt and, like Tag didn't help anything because that was Beast of Donation. If I yeah. remember, yeah, that actually made me. I on the contrary, Jack. When when B, um, Idris won, I was like, "Oh, all right, then Sly's gonna win the Oscar because that's it." Um, but I've always felt I've always been under the impression that Sl- Stallone's film choices from like the eighties, the rest of his career, is what kind of gave him the really. After all this time, you're gonna give this performance. Where were you for the last thirty years? Yeah. But what is the what is the hypothetical timeline where Sylvester Stallone ended up playing Polly in The Godfather, like we thought? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't... Who's, who's, all right, I, I'm going to be – who is Polly again? Polly's the rat that rats out um, that where um, Vito – He gets killed in front of the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, he, that's the leave the gun, take the cannoli scene. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I... – there's a lot of characters and Polly's very Italian names. So that doesn't narrow it down. Yeah, you have to and be obsessed Paul, with this Polly movie. Rocky, so I was like, wait a minute. Um, but yeah, uh, going to me, I have a few things. I also saw Creed three, which I absolutely loved. I'm a sucker. For, this is like my Fast and the Furious franchise. Outside of Rocky five, I love every single entry. Um, Michael B. Jordan is a very interesting director. I'll say that. Yeah. The fight sequences that he, the way he shoots the fight sequences are unlike anything you've seen before in the Rocky movies. So I'm very curious to your thoughts on that. Um, the focus on the movie, even though you do get three fights, the focus is more on character driven story rather than just who am I going to fight next type of situation. Um, it does go in a very unique direction with, how do I put this? It's formulaic, but at the same time, it does offer sprinkles of uniqueness that's very different to the franchise. Um, and Jonathan Majors is—is is he like the number one draft pick right now? Like, 
I don't think there's anyone. Him and Paul Mescal, right? Like number one and two. The the, the rising stars and I'm trying to think like Jenna Ortega, Ortega as well. Jenna Ortega, yeah. We're, yeah. We're like 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 because like Paul or uh yeah Paul Mescal's everywhere. I mean fucking Jonathan Majors. We talked about three movies he's had in the last like four weeks. So it's like he's everywhere right now. It's interesting. Yeah, like I I went to my Cree screening on Wednesday and then my Ant Man on Monday and it was just like all right Jonathan Majors all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. like you said, you kind of nailed Ant Man. So nothing to add there. I, I did a lot of I started rewatching Oscar stuff. Shape of Water, very still very happy that won Best Picture. Uh, I saw Green Book for the first time in a, in a bit. Oh, I'm gonna read you my letterbox because yeah, I, go ahead. I said, full disclosure, I'm a fan of Green Book. Should I have won Best Picture? No, it shouldn't have. But it is mostly hated. But it is mostly hated by by pretentious film bros that want to be hip. Absolutely. I think this movie, like, I don't think it's a great movie by any stretch, but I don't think it's as bad a best picture winner as movies that you and the three of us know. Like, do I think it's better than the Cavalcade? Yes. Is it better than, than, um, what is that? Tom Ford? Tom Jones. Tom Jones? I think yeah. Tom Jones is the worst best picture winner of all time. Like, Green Book, it's. Uh... It's probably low tier, but it's not the worst thing. It, it, it's it's one of the most like uninspired best picture winners. Like in a year that had a lot of like kind of like cool, like even like the like look at something like the favorite where you know it's like a mm-hmm. costume drama, but you know it's got like that Yorgos kind of twist on it. And then they just you know they just played as safe as possible with you know driving Miss Daisy two point Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Like, <laughs> like I agree, it shouldn't have won this picture, but it's not. I don't think it's an awful movie by any stretch it's, for me. It's it's the same as uh, I I like Green Book. I like a seven out of ten. Like it's a good movie. I'm always usually the one where it's like the Oscars should be picking, not like the best more innovative movie of the year or like. What could have won usually? Like if Roma was right there, and that's such a more of a actual I don't even know what to call it. Like a better movie, but I know that's like not what the Oscars do. Like Coda won last year, and I would say that was a pretty bad winner. I think I think Power of the Dog really should have won that in a landslide, but I but like pers- you can't you can't you can't put person personal opinions in the Oscars because you're just gonna get crushed. Yeah. And I mean with the and Roma I, I, year, I'm not huge on Roma. Ooh. I respect it. But it's not. Well, that's how it didn't win. There yeah. You go. The <laughs> can see that. I respect it, but I don't like it. I'm yeah. Like, no, like I think I gave it three, three and a half. I thought it was beautifully shot. Like I totally with the director win, the cinematography win. Yeah. I yeah. I I probably would have gone with something like the favorite or Black Klansman. I would have voted Klansman probably. Yeah, um, I, those are great movies. Speaking of bad Best Picture winners, I rewatched Forrest Gump this week. Uh, <laughs> Same, same kind of case, well, I think. I think it's, I think a, it's good a good movie. movie. It should when not. Look ha- at the it has no yeah. right winning yeah. Best Picture. Like, I guess when you compare it to, you know, there's the two other movies in there. It's like, oh, it's like we look at bad Best Picture winners. Also, for me at least, by like the competition. Like I think we look at the greatest, the greatest show on earth as a bad winner. But was there really anything else that year, Jack? It, it, it well, it beat High Noon, and Singing in the Rain wasn't even nominated. So, so there you yeah. go. Like if yeah. Singing in the Rain was nominated, we'd probably be looking at. Greatest show on earth, even more negatively than we already do. Yeah. So I, I also mean, have to I have to look at it's like what, what were the other options? Did they even have a shot? Like Shawshank Redemption didn't win anything, so I was like, well, I really didn't have a shot. At no, it was either so it, like it was Pulp Fiction. It was, it was either Pulp Fiction yeah, or and Pulp Fiction really didn't have a shot either. I mean, it it did, 
Well, it really didn't. So. Yeah, I think it was we need to get we need to get to Zemeckis. That's pretty much the yeah, way I look at it. Yeah, because it won like the Forrest Gump won like seven Oscars. Who won screenplay like, over Shawshank Redemption? That was yeah, because like you're winning screenplay, director, actor. You're grossing like four hundred million dollars plus tax. I was like, it, it, I, nobody was that close. So like, I can't I, be too mad. I will say about Forrest Gump, one of my all-time favorite visual effects winners. Uh, that makes me really happy that that won that award. I like that. Actually, I do like that. Because like it, it, you don't really think about it, but then you like just kind of go back and you're like, oh wait, they're just like putting him. And like all of this, like old footage, and like I think that all just like, and I yeah, think it's still, I think I think it still plays well, even though it's kind of hokey, just like in concept. Yeah, yeah and I, I still agree. Have to watch it, and then Shawshank uh, I, Redemption, I, I I rewatched this week. Well, it's still a masterpiece. I adore that movie. Um, it's perfection. I think. Uh, saw the Green Mile first time in like ten years. I've seen it. Ooh. It's fine. Oh, Is really? it, does does yeah. it need to be three hours? No. No, okay. and I know you love three hours, but that is—I know—it is, I know. it is no, a long it's, movie. It's always that where I like I want to see it because it's like it's a Tom Hanks three-hour movie. It's like hell yeah, that's one of my things. But everybody, every time I look at it, I was like, I know Stephen King writes a lot of like big thick books, but I'm like, why does it have to be three hours? But I'm like, I haven't seen it, so I can't judge. But like, it's always one of those I'm gonna look at. It, I'm like, I don't know because I'm gonna try to find something to watch tonight. The first hour is really strong, and then it starts hitting that path of like. Do we really need to spend more time with the this awful, awful guard? What is he, Percy or per- Perry? Fuck, fuck that dude. That he, he, he's, <laughs> he's, mean, a cont- he's a contender for like my, but like I, set like Mayor Vaughn aside and like all mm-hmm. of them like on the tier list of like my, just least favorite movie characters that like every time they open their mouth it just pisses me off. Percy Wetmore is up there. No doubt. It's one of those where I, I see it. I'm like, there's a black guy in jail and a southern guard. I'm like, oh, I wonder how this goes down. Like, you know, it's, it's yeah. Yeah, she didn't, Har- Harley didn't like it either. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't either. Yeah, she uh, she did not like the Shawshank. I mean, she didn't like the Green Mile either. Yeah. Um, but no, overall. For baby to watch a three-hour movie, you know. She did, she did though, enjoy Jaws. Oh. Ah, uh, yes. Um, and... Pour one out for the guy Larry Vaughn, a man. I'll, I'll, I'll concede with you. His suits are great. Anyone, any mayor, great. any man of public office that wears a jacket that has anchors on it, it's it, 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 to win in my book. And then Mrs. Goddamn Kittner, she, Mrs. Kittner is, and I got into an argument with Jenny about this when we were watching. She's like, I look at this scene so different now that we have a daughter. I'm like, no, because you would not have been reading a fucking book while your kid's in the water, knowing that there may be a shark out there. Mm-hmm. Mrs. And then the nerve of Mrs. Kittner. And the nerve of Mrs. Kittner to come back. And she slaps our boy Brody. Why did she slap our boy Brody? I well, I think I mean I was gonna so say the, gonna... the, the Go one ahead. thing that you keep that that like I kind of like understand and like I like I think like yeah maybe pay attention to your kid when they're at the beach but like they did not know there was a shark in the water Vaughn told Mayor Vaughn Vaughn told Brody to like you know like keep that quiet so like she didn't have a reason to pay attention to the water other than like you know the off chance that there might be a shark. But she didn't know. So, so I my counter to that is as a parent, whether I know there's a shark in there or not, I'm keeping an eye on my kid in the water because you never know if they fall, you know, off that little thing that he was on. And what if he doesn't yeah. know how to swim? 
I would probably be in the water. I'd counter that, Connor, by all the stories my parents tell me of life in the 60s and 70s. Like, ah, we just did whatever. That is true. That is true. The 70s were wild. We gone for 18 hours. They didn't care. I was like, so I guess it was that. And then uh, last two things before we do our draft. Um, I saw the Orson Welles movie, uh, The Other Side of the Wind. Oh, really? The first time? Uh, Yeah. Um, Okay. Very so boring. probably only time, I'm guessing. <laughs> it's, I'm never watching that movie again. Uh, I did like the documentary, The Love Me When I'm Dead, which mm-hmm. goes hand-in-hand hand with it. That I thought yeah. was very good. Poor John Huston, man. I He is a... Uh, it is so funny, that movie, because his character drinks so much. By the end, when he's drinking, he's like not even swallowing. It's just going in his mouth and out of it. It's so funny. Yeah, I've man. seen it twice now, but I really can't tell you a whole lot about it. It's Yeah, it's boring. Oh, yeah. I think I watched I watched it too early. Like when I saw when it first came out, but I hadn't seen any other Orson Welles movie at that time. I just was like, "Oh, he's a big director. I should watch this movie." With no context for him, and then I watched it later. I was like, "It's pretty good still." And then the last I forgot to mention, I saw Dances with Wolves. Oh, oh yeah, that's also one of those I saw it too early and I loved it, and now I don't know if I want to watch it again because like I probably won't like it as much. But right now I do. I think it's a good movie. Solid mm-hmm. three and a half. Okay. It, 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 it ain't. It, it's, yeah. I, it, 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 doesn't it, even, those... it doesn't even sniff Goodfellas' ass crack. True. But then you also say it won eight Oscars, so like it was never going to not lose, I guess. If you yeah, look at that, that year, that, Goodfellas... That was, that was back in like the herd mentality years, too, where it was yeah. just like, you just check what you like and just go for it. And if you look at it, I mean, Goodfellas really, like Hunter said, never really had a shot. No, like which is unfortunate. Those, you look at the totality of it, it sucks. Um, but, you know, yeah, that wraps up what we watch. Let's get to what we are here for, boys. We are drafting the 1970s. Um, and because we got our podcast late to upload this week, we will have to do the random organizer again. I'm nervous because I I really want the number one pick here. So I as mean- a... I kind of can tell the first three movies that will get chosen. I'm pretty sure I know what they are. So as you see here... I haven't I haven't clicked it yet, so just put yeah. both our names in, all three of our names. Clicking as we speak. Jack gets the number one pick. Boom! Ooh, Wait, actually, who's second? Actually, mm. I get the second pick, unfortunately, and Hunter gets the Okay. I, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh, okay. I like how I don't get first pick ever, but I'm actually okay with it. This, anymore. this is my first first pick, so yeah. Well, but, that's but, true. But now, but now this puts me in a kind of an interesting predicament because there's an op- there's an obvious one, but there are also several other movies that I think both of you are gunning for. Is it? And there's a, I think so. I know. I know. There's a couple that Hunter probably has written down, uh, but. I- 70s is so good, though. We have so many options, I think. I'm just going to go on and say, if somebody takes my rotten pick, I'm just going to leave the call because I only have one thing down. So do I. I yeah, <laughs> okay, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, I will be stunned if any of if anybody picks this. So. I, there, I had to do more research for rotten than any other category. I was like, what can I pick that people have heard of and that's actually decent? Like, I don't know. I, oh, I I I didn't even think about that. I was I'm I'm putting the weight on the other categories. I'm There's like, rotten. Let's just pick something. There were so many articles written in like 2012 where it was like this movie's still rotten, and then it's gone over a re- retrospection. Now it's at like 61 percent of Rotten Tomatoes. So I was like, oh fuck you! Yeah, I need man. I need this to be in rotten, not barely fresh. I'm like, Come <laughs> um, on. So I have like two movies written down. So I'm hoping. All right, Jack. 
take us away. The number one pick oh, in the nineteen seventies right. draft. The number one pick is a movie that could fit into a multitude of these categories, but I'm just gonna go on and throw it in one that I think I have the least fruitful options with. Uh, so in the category of blockbuster, I will be drafting the 1972 Best Picture winner, The Godfather. Color me shocked. Big surprises yeah. from the audience. Yeah, um, I mean, which is crazy. It, it, it like blockbuster is such a. This is the weirdest blockbuster we've had yet. I have some interesting options here, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Young Jack, that is a great choice of The Godfather. Mm-hmm. With the second pick. I um I'm going to go with a film that could also fit in many categories. A film mm-hmm. that also won best picture in 1974. Oh, <laughs> shocking. Wow. The great Joe Spinell's The Godfather Part 2. What a what category are you putting it in? Oscar, Oscar winner. Okay. okay. Yeah. Cuz this one was not a blockbuster, which is so weird. Yeah, that was weird. Like I know sequels were not viewed as good anymore or not not as high quality but like that's the highest grossing movie of all time if i was if i'm correct yeah like godfather was like the pinnacle and then godfather part two makes like a quarter of the same amount of money like i was like how does that happen i'm like i also think that's one of those movies that was re 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 re-reviewed oh yeah because roger ebert didn't like it at first of course he he, didn't and then he went i mean i mean i wasn't like huge on it at first like i was like so i was like Far ahead, Godfather won for like a while, and then I came back later in life, and I was like, actually, it's probably pretty close. But I, I, I think I still won. I'm waiting ne- next year's 50th anniversary for part two, so I'm gonna watch it then. It's gonna that's be right. a long podcast, Hunter. That's that's fine. I'm because I watched. We should we should just I, go through scene by scene that just go through. We the may whole spend thing. an hour on the black <laughs> black turtleneck guy's choice of attire. That's fine, because uh, I watched it in 2019 for the 45th anniversary, and I was like, this is a great movie, and I'm like, it's probably better than great, man, but I still have to watch it again. So I'm, I'm very ready for next year. Awesome. All right, Hunter, you are up twice. Let's see uh, if we are sniped. Yeah, the problem is this movie is in like four, five, four categories fully, and then the fifth one I could maybe take it in. And I... Don't know which one. Uh, um, I am gonna take this movie then. In I'll just make it very obvious what I'm taking. In sci-fi, God damn I'm it! I'm gonna take a. It didn't make that much money, honestly. Really, it didn't. I'm gonna take Star Wars. God damn. You know, it didn't. Good pick. It, I don't know. It barely applied in blockbuster. Actually, barely. It only made it only made twice as much as the second place movie that decade. Was, when I went in box office mode, it was like Star Wars was like two twelve million, and then like next one was at like one ten. I was like, hmm. So, <laughs> but I'm gonna take it in sci-fi. So sci-fi is pretty good in this one. Um. Okay. So I'm up to. Next one. See, this is where it gets tricky. Ooh. I already know what Dave's going to take in this one category, so... Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't... I I could take this movie. I, I, I'm just going to take it because it is what it is. In horror, because I'm horrifying, I'm going to take Jaws. 
Okay, that's fine. That's the second place. All righty. I, I had a couple others. Cool. So you took Star Wars from me. I, I, I already, I already. I already know what you're picking at horror days, so I was like, "Wow!" Do I oh, really I have like a lot early? of I have a lot of oh. options in case Jack I mean, snipes there's, me. There's there's some good options in this in this yeah. decade. So I was about to mention, there's a couple you could throw around in other categories too. So yeah. while I still have blockbuster options, I don't have that many sci-fi options. And there is a movie that qualifies in both horror and sci-fi. And I see Jack's oh, face. Well, a little, a little, little movie. A little <laughs> movie. With a little cat, you bitch! Mm. I'm, do- I'm, I'm fuck you! I'm, I'm, a little I'm cat, Jonesy, Ridley, Ridley Scott's Alien in you sci-fi. Mm. All right, I'm playing to kill Dave now. <laughs> there's still, there's still as one. Soon as, got the, as soon as I got the one, the, the number one pick, I was like, okay, I have God, I have Godfather, but I'm not getting Alien. Like, there's no shot. Yeah. Because I, because there's so many options in horror, if you do take what I hope you don't take, um, I, well you you I'll, you push me I'll to the corner. Now. I'll, I'll, I'll if you don't take it, I'm gonna take it if it comes back to me. Oh, hopefully. I'm definitely taking it next if it comes uh, back to me right. too. So cool. If well, I don't think I don't think we're talking about the same movie then. I'm talking about the same movie with Dave. And in fact, mm. I think I might, <laughs> I might just have to snipe him twice in the horror categories because <laughs> no. I will start with my horror pick. And it is going to be the first movie, the first horror movie to be centered around the obvious holiday in which it most obviously should go with. God damn it. And that's Halloween. <sighs> yeah. Thief, I tell you. You guys, you guys hate each other. You, one now, takes, you both took like your most favorite movies. Now. Well, one of them. And now I'm going to make him even more mad. Because okay. I wasn't going to do this. I, I had it in a, a flex possible. Oh. I had it as a potential flex. What else would piss me off? I, well, maybe you didn't write it down. I, in flex, I will be taking the 1977 Italian classic. God Suspiria. damn it, Jack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> have it. You can have it. If it's the 2018 version, I would. <laughs> yeah, that was my thing. I was like, Hunter's not gonna touch it because it's not directed by Luca Guadagnino. Uh, I, and... I, 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 I'm like the Roma. I was like, I respect it. <laughs> I don't really like it though. I respect it, but I don't really like it. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, you just made things a little more difficult for me. Dude, this is why I like drafting with Jack because we're we're usually opposite in what we pick, so like we can have our own thing. <laughs> Do you have Blockbuster yet, Hunter? You... No, I don't. But Jack does. Even though, even though I have the two highest gross movies I, I, that decade. I've, I I've, 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 taken, I've taken Blockbuster, yeah. This is tough. All right, I'm going to take the risk. Um, Actually, you know what? No, there's a lot of, block, a lot of Blockbusters. In drama, I am taking... dramas. I'm taking Martin Scorsese's Taxi Driver. Ah, okay. Ah, on, on, on my list, not on the that top. Was, so that was going to be my next one. Ooh. All right. All right. All right. I got to readjust here. Ooh, that thing. I made the wise choice there. All right. Um, okay. I think. 
Ooh, there's so many dramas. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm not touching drama because I mean, there's one drama that's very much a me drama that I'm gonna maybe pick. Oh, I know what it is. It's all yours, yeah. and I uh, like the movie, I, but it's all yours. That's why I might not pick it because I'm like, well, I don't think people are gonna vote for me because of that movie. So I don't know, but I'm trying to think of where I want to take. Okay, I think I'm gonna take because I just want this movie. It really doesn't fit in other categories in blockbuster because it actually made a ton of money. Apocalypse Now. Did it really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good pick. It's it. It was pretty close, actually. I think you can you can check. I think if you want, I I'm pretty sure it qualified when I wrote it down. Let me see. If it didn't, I'm just gonna put it in flex. So you know, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. You can. One second. Wikipedia when you need it right away. There it is. Yep, you can keep it. 150 okay. million. Oh, oh 150. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was like 105, I remember. But whatever. I'm taking Apocalypse Now and Blockbuster. So there we have Godfather and Apocalypse Now. So Francis Coppola is making bucks then in the 70s. And he hey, still hey, has more movies. I was going to say. We, we, I gonna yeah. say. <laughs> I'm not going to call Megalopolis a blockbuster. <laughs> like in terms of how much money that movie's going to make. Like, I don't think so. I'm very excited for it, but I do not think that's going to make that much money. Okay. Um think i can wait on another movie so i'm gonna really piss you off jack but in thriller i'm gonna take same year as the godfather part two i'm gonna take chinatown oh, God. Bitch. Yeah. god damn it all right well that leaves me with one drama so i guess i'll come back to that one because <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that one's getting taken yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So that <sighs> helps me out a don't, little bit. I, I don't know who directed Chinatown, but I know who stars in it. Yeah, I, yeah. I know it was written by don't, Robert Town. Yeah, it was written by Robert Town, starring Jack Nicholson. I don't know anybody who directed it. I think, hey, don't think exactly. it was directed by anybody. It wasn't. Even though it was really well directed, but I don't know who did it. I don't know who did it. Alrighty. So for me, I think I can hold off on this one because I don't think... Jack's gonna go three horror movies since he already did flex and horror, so I can there's, I can be good here. There's still one horror movie there. Yes, yeah. there is. I got two on my list in case and, Jack steals and, one. And, and I wonder where you're gonna put it. That too. Well, I'm gonna put this one in blockbuster. Oh. It's not a horror movie. It okay. is the only comic book movie that we can actually choose from in the 1970s. Uh. Richard Donner's Superman. Okay. Fuck me. That was my next pick. Jack is really hating. The oh my god! Yeah, it's taken <laughs> Alien, Superman, and Chinatown from like pretty quickly. Yeah, this, like, that this is, was that why is the, bad. This was why that's the bad. 70s was like. This was the one thing I was like doing. This I was like, wow, like I have like three picks for like a lot of these, and like only three picks. Like if I get stolen from them, I'm not getting the movies I like, but rather the ones I have to settle for. Which now, um, oh, I can't take that. Um, all right. Well, I'm actually surprised this movie has lasted as long as it has. Um, and I have checked. Uh, the AFI does consider this movie sci-fi, so oh. I am doing so. And in the category of sci-fi, I will be taking A Clockwork Orange. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. classified as sci-fi? Even yeah. on Letterboxd it was. So oh my was, god, that's so was, strange. Yeah. So I was, It's like a dystopian universe. So. Even Harley disagrees with that. <laughs> good pick though jack good pick it counts yeah that's why yeah it's a good one um shit this kind of puts me in an interesting spot now um 
Okay, I don't think anybody has picked this movie yet, but I will go on and tackle the Oscar winner category. And I will be drafting one of the two Best Picture winners directed by Mr. Milos Forman. And that is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. All right. Well, Dave wasn't going to pick no, it. No fear did. there. No fear there. No. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going for... I thought you were going with another Oscar winner for adapted screenplay. Uh, and I forgot that you could have put another horror movie in there. Ah, I forgot it won adapted screenplay. Holy shit. So God. now I can, since Halloween is gone and Suspiria is gone uh, and horror, I am choosing The Exorcist. Mm. Yeah. In, that... in, in what? Horror. Horror? Okay. Oh, yeah. You haven't picked horror yet. I forgot. <laughs> Have you done horror? Have you done horror yet, Hunter? Yeah, I picked Jaws. So, so there's one big one, really. I think that's there's still there, for right? me too. Well, can okay. I, is anyone going to draft any more horror? I can say what no, I think they are. I was. Oh, I'm not gonna I, 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 I wasn't going. To. So Texas Chainsaw and Carrie, so the big two. Oh left. yeah, Carrie. Yeah. I Texas, I carried was like my fifth place. I was like, if you guys go on a tear with horror, then I'll be screwed. But I was like, well, I'm, <laughs> so I, that's why I picked Jaws. I was like, so you guys can just battle it out, and I'll have what I want. <laughs> That's crazy though. The uh, I'm still not over this Clockwork Origin stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's it it was strange, but it counts. Uh, okay. Um, now I got to pick here. I think I'm gonna take in action. Also, a Best Picture winner. Damn it! God damn it! It's not William Friedkin for The Exorcist. No. It's William Friedkin for The French Connection. Oh, enjoy uh, that. Enjoy that. Oh, what the okay. hell? I don't like that movie oh. at all. So what did you guys think oh. I was picking then? I, I don't want to say it unless... Okay. Well, I picked my... Well, it's true Jack. You got one, and you got one more pick coming. Yeah, I know. I got this pick. Um. Well, damn it. Now I should have waited because I could have gotten The French Connection my last pick. I don't know. I think Jack may have taken that from you. Yeah, I had it written down somewhere. Okay. Well, I love the French Connection. It's one of my favorite movies. So, I'm in I'm in the middle between you two. I like uh, I like it solid enough. There we go. Okay. At least there's at least there's something I like that people like more because usually it's the other way. Um. Okay. Then <sighs> I'm gonna go comedy because no one's taking it. Do I go with the one I think would get better or the one I like more? I'm going to go with the one I, that's probably going to be more votes. I'm going to go with the Holy Grail that is my Monty Python, the Holy Grail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That, that checks out. That's a good good pick for a movie I don't like because that's yeah, super popular. That's kind of what, even though the second place movie I have in here, I like a lot more. But that, that was my I, number one. I, I like to go to win, so that's what I like. So for me... Now I can take this movie, another 70s movie that won Best Picture in the action category. And technically, we have to, I, I'd have to confirm, but I think because of the things that are involved in this movie, <laughs> we can go with that. Uh, I'm going to go with Rocky. Oh, is it action movie? Let's see. Let's uh, see what IMDb says. Or Letterbox. I, Let's go I, to Letterbox. Yeah. Letterbox lists Rocky well, as... Because I think they just have a drama. 
one moment. Like sports, drama. Yeah. Cause hey, what does it say? It? I'm looking for it. It's like categories. Click on or, genres, yeah. Or details. Like genre. oh, there you go. Damn, no, you're right. I can't pick it. Yeah. All I was right. like, what is the AFI listed if they did have it's it? It's listed as romance, actually. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, well so Rocky is the very much a what is it movie. Is it a sports movie? Is it a drama? Is it a romance? Is it actually? I mean, it's probably all four of those, but like, what is it? So oh, I, I, it. I, I can't let you do it. That's fine. Damn, I did want Rocky, but I want something else. Oh, you know what? I can put this in. Would you, Jack, I'll let you. You're the musical guy. Musical comedy. Would you count that in a comedy section? A musical comedy? Yes. What, what, what? So is Grease? Do you want to put Grease? No, it's in not comedy? Grease. But it is oh, okay. a musical. I was gonna say Grease. I was gonna say Grease. I'd clear. It's a music. Oh, okay. How about this? When I say it, we can make that decision then. Yeah. 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 Okay. Comedy. Um. So in flex, I'll put um. Uh, Rocky, and then oh, I'll, you're add, okay. I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it in flex, and then uh. Okay. I will ask you on the next pick if I can do that. Okay. Um, hmm. I feel like Jack's been defeated. No, yeah, no. I well, I just have there. There's one category that like I'm gonna have to like pick something I haven't seen because like I've gotten <laughs> I've got I've gotten all my all my picks have been taken. So I'll just go on and do that because I don't have anything else really. Uh, in the category of action. Uh, again, I haven't seen this movie, but from the people that I do not have seen it, do like it, and it's definitely a popular movie. I'll be picking Enter the Dragon. Ooh, okay, it's a good one. <sighs> That's a good that movie. A I, yes, a I had. Wow, wow, yeah. Action, action was action and Rotten were the two ones that I had to like actually go like deep dive into. Everything else, I yeah. kind of just sat and just wrote ideas. Yeah, because um, I was hoping I would get Rocky in action, but if I didn't. I have mm-hmm. that and something else. Yeah, but... I was gonna say there's like one other option, I think. Um, okay. Would Would you guys have accepted Apocalypse Now in action? I would have. It's a war movie. I I yeah. think. Yeah. Like if yeah, I yeah, because if I watch Saving movie. Private Ryan, I'm like, of course it's an action movie. But yeah, I was gonna say that's okay. definitely an action Just movie. Only because the action isn't like the. It's not the it's not the center point of the movie. Yeah. Like the human conflict and okay. all that. Um, so that's that's why I had to take it in blockbuster, but I, I mean that's on me. I didn't ask the question, so whatever. But I've got, I've got four categories left. Yeah. I'm fine with whatever I get there. Uh, nobody's taking that. Okay, so I'll go on and go drama. Mm-hmm. Every single pick of mine except for one has been taken off. So again, <laughs> I, I'm stuck with the eight time. I want to say stuck because I still like this movie. Um, the eight-time Oscar winner, including a questionable win for Best Director, 1972's Cabaret. Uh, Cabaret, all right. That's and, uh, and and in a vacuum, a very good supporting actor win. Stop. Not when you look. Not when you look at the competition, though. <laughs> all yeah, right. that one gets hard. But... So. Hmm. That's that same year where like Godfather won three Oscars, Cowboy won eight. You're like, what the hell happened here? But like, also like, if the Godfather didn't win this picture, like, if holy... Cabaret was released in seventy one or seventy three, I think, I think that would have been a better picture oh, yeah. than French yeah. Connection or The Sting, personally. But yeah, I agree. I, there. I don't think I don't think any of us are gonna pick The Sting. So no, <laughs> that, I... that, that that was like 
if everything like went to shit. Like yeah. I don't know full if I miss like if yeah. I miss my rotten one, then I'm like I don't know, man. Full full disclosure, I've not seen this thing, but like that's also <laughs> kind of why I haven't seen it because nobody's like, oh, you gotta see it, man. And I'm like, eh, it'll, it'll probably be good, you know. It's very fine. Yeah, yeah. like I, that's I, when I'm going on my best picture marathon in march or whatever because it's like the only 70s one i think i have not seen and kramer versus kramer so i'll watch those two all righty so for me all right here's you know what yeah what's your musical comedy here because i don't actually know what it is i i don't think hunter's gonna take this in action all right i don't have in action com- left anyway in comedy would you count the Rocky Horror Picture Show as a musical comedy? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd, I'd count I would. it. So in yeah. comedy, I'm taking the Rocky Horror Picture Show. That that was in my flex until until I decided to make things personal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, that, that I think you guys – do you guys know the history of Rocky Horror oh, Picture Show with me? Yeah, the, the Kentucky Theater in Lexington, they do it like once, a, once oh, every – Oh, no, no, like, no, no. Like my personal yeah. history with it. I never oh, told no. you guys. Oh. So that was Jenny and I's first date. Oh, and I mean, I, like a, was it like a midnight it The show midnight thing. Nice. Okay. And then I proposed to her on stage of the Rocky Horror Picture Show at a midnight show Ooh. like four years later, three years later. Nice. Now, were you wearing the Frankenfurter costume? No, we were absolutely not. <laughs> um, no, I I worked with the cast members uh, to get mm-hmm. to get this uh, set up, and they were gonna pick us to from the crowd to be part of the yeah. show. And then Jenny made it very difficult because the girl comes to us, one, the uh, the girl that plays uh, Magenta, and she's like, "Hey guys, we're gonna move you to the front for the because ne- this was after a movie played, right?" And Jenny's like, oh, I don't want to move. I'm comfortable here. <laughs> so like, pa- part one, there you go. Part two, the fire marshals came and removed everyone from the from the room because there was too many people Ooh. watching watching the movie that. So the movie didn't really get started till 1215. And we, Jenny and I, were that couple that gets married at the beginning of the movie. So we walk on stage. I walk up. I, uh, Jenny's turned around and then I get on one knee or whatever I propose everything turned out okay <laughs> did not start okay that night but yeah that's why the Rocky Horror Picture Show is very very important to me Great I think thing. I just got some votes for that <laughs> yeah All right. you have personal, personal to it yeah. so now, do you, now what are your thoughts on the movie okay do you, do you enjoy right. it <laughs> here we go with a shadow cast I think the movie is great yeah yeah when you watch it by yourself after 45 minutes once once Tim Curry does his first song the Sweet yeah. Transvestite song mm-hmm. the movie loses steam until Meatloaf comes in and then after Meatloaf leaves the movie rarely loses steam until the final act so I don't think it's a movie I would watch like without yeah, the cast. Going to the live thing, for but sure. the live thing is incredible. Like it's one of the best experiences I've ever had. But yeah, comedy, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Hunter, you are up. Which is weird because it's also listed under sci-fi as well. I was. <laughs> I like I like Letterbox. It was, and I was like, I'm not gonna pick it because I wasn't like. There's others, but I was like, okay, I guess this is like a lot of things. So, That's and weird. it was a blockbuster, wasn't it? Like, didn't it actually make like a ton of money. Yeah, none. Technically. 
you can say yes cool. because it hasn't it hasn't left theaters since 1970. Wow, that's so. Okay, so that's that's why it was so high. I was like, really? I didn't think this would be that much money, and it was. That's why that makes sense. And the other right. the other com does everyone have comedy? No, I'm saying okay. I've got I've got three solid options I can put okay, on. Then I won't say yeah. Okay. Um, there's three movies in drama and three in Oscar winner. I'm gonna take them all. So you better not. I mean, I'm not gonna take them all in three picks. So you better not take them. Okay. Um, in which ones do you guys have? You both have dramas. You both have flexes. Any both of us? No, I don't. I I I don't have drama. I went I cabaret. You just... I went cabaret for drama, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in drama, yeah. Oh, you're saying yeah, I mean, what it, we do have. I thought you were yeah, saying what we sorry. still have left to do. Yeah. yeah, you guys... So I have all three picks I have left. You guys have already made your picks, so I shouldn't be too worried. Yeah, so I can make whatever I want. It doesn't matter. Okay, sorry. In drama, I'm gonna go network. Ooh, good. Nice. Good pick. Yeah. Yes. So, there you go, and then I'll take the other ones in a little bit. No, you're up again. Yeah, I oh, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Okay. <laughs> uh, in Oscar winner, it is not the eight-time Bob Fosse movie. It's the five-time winner Bob Fosse movie. Actually, one of my favorite movies of all time, All That Jazz. Good pick. Uh, yeah. I, if I was at the other house, I'd point to the criterion I have of it over here, and I that movie is pretty much a masterpiece. So that was one of those I was like my passion pick. I wasn't. I wasn't thinking you guys were gonna take it, but I was gonna get pretty pissed. So for me, I only have one option: a rotten. So I have to do this next, just in case. I don't think you guys are gonna take this, but I'd rather be safe than sorry. Um, so in rotten, I'm going with another horror movie. So I know Hunter's out. Oh, okay, good, good, good. <laughs> uh, the um, Amityville Horror. Okay, uh, that's rotten. Thirty-six wow. percent. Jesus, Ooh. man. Wow. Damn. Yeah, they were vicious on horror before Halloween came around. Yeah, like I didn't think it was... I think I Texas think was... Chainsaw and Halloween were the ones that kind of changed like critical appraisal of like modern horror in the 70s. Is is The Exorcist too good? That's what I'm asking. Like it's, and now looking back, on, is it a good movie? The Exorcist, or... I think it's fantastic. The Exorcist is too... The Exorcist, Exorcist has... Too... Oh, The Exorcist two. Two. I think it's a yeah, awful movie. The, ex- Exorcist, like the Exorcist Two is one of the worst sequels of all time. Okay, good. I was because I saw Rotten. It was like at nine percent. I was like, oh, wasn't this one of those movies that people like are saying is pretty good now? And I was like, I'm not picking it. So. That's The Exorcist Three. Oh, that's, see, yeah. that's the one it was. The Exorcist was Three good. is fucking awesome. I love The Exorcist okay. Three. Um, the Exorcist I Two. I I always throw this joke in uh, when I talk about The Exorcist Two that. James Earl Jones was in The Exorcist 2 and Star Wars the same year. He probably thought the big hit was going to be and The Exorcist 2, not Star Wars. Um, between, but, between the Halloween franchise and The Exorcist, like I can't keep track. Which one's the good one? Which one was was the bad one? Is now is the good one? I'm like, I don't, I don't remember. And I wonder, I, going back to what I thought you said, like when you said, the is The Exorcist too good? I thought you literally meant is oh. the first one too good? Because maybe that's what led to such a downturn <laughs> no. in critical praise no, no, for the no, no. for horror in that era before Texas Chainsaw no. and uh, Halloween no. came. Because The Exorcist is close to perfect. I get rid of the stuff in the first fifteen minutes, and I think the movie's perfect. 
Yeah, are it's you both... referring? Are you referring to uh, everything with Mary? Mag- Mag- Max von Sydow. <laughs> The, the, the desert secret. I, I don't need that. Every, I don't need that. With it, I do think it's kind of eh, but I, I do like the setup. I especially, I, especially that first kind of confrontation between, you know, that like statuette or whatever. If and that, that's what you know, So if that's where we need to go, I agree with you 100%, but I don't think it should have been 15, 20 minutes. No, like, that was. Give us that in five, and I'll be like, all right, yeah. we're good. Because like, it, it would also be weird, you know, if, Von C- if uh, Marin just shows up at the end. And it's just like, who the hell is this guy? And it's interesting you know? that that's like the Especially... only, that's one of the only horror movies to get that its first entry was nominated for Best Picture. And mm-hmm. I think The Exorcist is outside of maybe Hellraiser and Texas Chainsaw, the worst horror franchise of all time. Because <laughs> it has The Exorcist, Exorcist 3, and then everything else is garbage. Yeah. Even Paul Schrader that's... got into it, too. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, I mean, he got he got fucked over in the studio for that one, though. I remember hearing I saw, about his version was eventually released. Uh, is it? It's bad. It's very. I mean, bad. it's also Paul Schrader where he's very hit or miss. Where like some are good, some are bad. Yeah, it's, it's very crazy. weird. The Exorcist was a Christmas release. I was like, why? I mean, I can't. Uh, but but it made eight bajillion dollars. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, who's up? Me. Yeah, and I have I have three left, and I've got two now. Um. I'm gonna go on and pick my rotten just because, like, I don't, uh, really, I don't really, I don't really care about this one, and I only have one thing, so I just want to get it off and leave my two cooler categories for the end. Uh, rotten is a movie that Hunter has probably never heard of. Have I heard Dave, of it, I'm pretty, I'm, Dave? I'm, I'm pretty sure you have, and I'm pretty sure you recommended it to me. <laughs> uh, that's, that's again, fine, I, I, I'm not going here for like what could get votes because finding those movies was hard as hell. So I just went for the first thing that came to mind, and that is the classic horror film Grizzly. <laughs> so you're right. I have no idea what that is. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Well done. Yeah, I. That was when I was like, I there's like hardly anything for me at least that I like saw, and because I tried to go to Rotten Tomatoes, and you can't filter like you the, can't. I tried that too. You can only do through like like two thousands or something. That's what I'm so taking I, for next week. I'm taking Rotten out because that's going to be a little yeah. harder. I found some secondary website that did it, and I'll tell you, there wasn't much to pick from. <laughs> I looked through the whole decade too, and I was like, there really isn't that much. Yeah, uh, like if they're rotten, they're rotten for a reason. I was just like, wow. <laughs> Okay, and then I've got thriller and comedy left, but I'm honestly happy with any of the any of my three remaining comedy choices. So I'll go on and go thriller, uh, and I will be picking the 1976 film Marathon Man because I got completely demolished in this category and got everything taken. <laughs> and in breaking news, um, BAFTA just announced that All Quiet on the Western Front has won Best Adapted Screenplay. Ooh. Uh, nice. So, I think I talking in the whale there? No. no. no I think I, pick, I picked it to win that because it, no, well, it, oh, it was between that and living. It was, yeah. That should be but, interesting. All right, yeah. cool. So, for me, finally, I can get to action. Uh, I knew no one was going to take this once I lost all my other action picks. Um, I'm going to go with The Warriors. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't gonna pick I'm a one. big, big, big fan of the Warriors. Very New York Old movie. State ones. All right, Hunter, your last two picks, right? Yeah, I do love um, Jack. When I looked up Marathon Man, the tagline for it is a thriller. 
That's all it says on the poster. <laughs> I was like, I, 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 like, I know what category it goes into. That's all it says. <laughs> so that one's great. Okay, well, all right. I'm going to take in flex category the one i was you that is on brand you guys can have all your horror movies you want i ain't gonna take them and you won't take my very beloved barry linden <laughs> yes that was in my oscar winner I d- i'm glad yeah. that if i'm glad hunter's the one that got it i will take it and how many votes it'll probably get me not many but at this rate i just want to wait to you so all right and okay. your last and pick my last pick my rotten pick for good reason I'm going to take the only movie I could see on there that actually people had seen and maybe like in a different way. I'm going to take the whatever the hell it is entry in the James Bond universe. I'm taking the Moonraker. Moonraker. <laughs> even if you like it unironically or ironically, you maybe have seen it. So I guess I'll take that. Awesome. All right. And my final pick. Jack thinks that he got one up on me saying, you're not going to get a John Carpenter film. But alas, I will yeah, get a John I will yeah, get yeah. a John Carpenter I, I, film. I was surprised this wasn't your action. Because um, I wanted the Warriors, and that was classified yeah. only as action. Uh, but Assault on Precinct 13 is classified as uh, yeah. action, thriller, and crime. So That's in my awesome. thriller pick, the very underrated Assault on Precinct 13. I, I figured that would I figured that would go action for you, but yeah, good pick. Uh, All right, Jack. Wow, wow. So, dang, I, I I had four movies written down in comedy, and two and both of them are or like two and two of them are like from the same people slash groups of people. And that's what I had as yeah, well. Yeah. So you took you took Holy Grail, and I had Life mm-hmm. of Brian written down here too. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm gonna go with the other. MVP of comedy in the 70s. Yep. And so I will be picking. I had two good options, both of them in the same year. But I will be picking the one that's on brand with my horror trend. I will be picking Young Frankenstein. Yes, great pick. Ah. Great pick. <sighs> Pro- uh, probably. And, the... and Blazing Saddles was right there if one, yeah. if one of you took it. so That was my second choice. That was the one between what do I like more and what would I think gets more votes. So like, well, I like Blazing Saddles more, but. So out of stuff that we missed, um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yep, yep. Yeah. That was the big, the, I'm a big I, fan I of that. Up there. Yeah. Um, that, yeah was, I, that was another one of my flexes. Saturday, Maybe I would have. Saturday Night Fever, we missed. Yeah. Because um, that one was, it only fit in like drama and blockbuster, I guess. And that was, was like, eh. and that was my issue with Willy Wonka. It didn't really fit in too many places, and I had so yeah. many things to love it. Um, no close encounters. No close encounters. Yeah, that was one in sci-fi. I was like, that one was. I'm perfectly fine with that. A, a hunter. I'm not sure if Hunter's seen this, but I would not have been surprised if he had, uh, if he had wanted to appeal to the international film crowd and gone with Stalker. Something along the See, line. that Stalker like and Solaris were in there because I like those movies, but I'm like, I don't think I'm going to win any votes for an Andre <laughs> Tarkovsky movie. I was like, I don't think that's going to sway anybody. So I don't, especially with one of you had Star Wars and I had Solaris. I was like, yeah, that's not going <laughs> to help. That's not going to, but I do like those movies. All righty. Anything else that I missed, guys? Oh, wait, there's a lot. Uh, Dirty Harry was an uh, action yeah. movie. Sure, yeah. Uh, Serpico was one. Mm, drama. Uh, Greece. Oh, day afternoon. Oh, yeah, dog, dog day afternoon. Day... Greece. Yeah. 
piece. Uh, and then, like Jack said, both the Monty Python and the Mel Brooks movies. And then after that, I had fifth place was Annie Hall, which I was like, eh. too, I don't know. My Elmer wasn't too, here to do that. Too risky for that one. Well, I took Chinatown, so I was like, I already got risk. I already got bad risk here. Uh, All the President's Men was one. Yeah. Main Streets. Uh, other one I was called Star Trek. The motion picture is rotten. Yeah, so I was oh, like, it was. Hey, well, that's rotten. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's like back, it was like it's so bad, Jack. Well, that's too. So I think it's like it, yeah. I, I, see, I knew it was bad, but I thought it would be like you know, like like the sixty-one percent like fresh zone. You yeah. know, I and thought the Trekkies would do its job. The other one, if you guys had taken Moonraker and Star Trek, which I didn't think I had the Star Wars holiday special on there for that's the lulls. Genius. Oh, that's, for the lulls. Man, that's yeah. genius. But I'm like, it's. I was like. How many people have really seen it? But also, like, people just know what it is. So I was, I don't know. And then Eraserhead was another one. I was like, yeah. Ironically, maybe. one of the Lynch movies I don't like. That, because I knew you guys would take it so much horror movies. So I was like, well, I got to have at least yeah. six options because you'll probably out, each have a ton. So I didn't account for Grizzly or Amityville. <laughs> Thank you for that. At least and, I got what I wanted. And be, and be, and residing in a. The Appalachian region. I of course had Deliverance listed, but <laughs> well, uh, uh, it was either that or Marathon Man, and I was like, I, I, I think Marathon Man's a bit better. Alrighty, Fair. so let's let's recap. So I'll go first. And Blockbuster, I have Superman, Drama, Taxi Driver, Horror, The Exorcist, Action, The Warriors, uh, Thriller, Assault and Precinct Thirteen, Comedy, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Oscar winner, The Godfather Part Two, Sci-Fi, Alien, Rotten, The Amityville Horror, and in Flex, I have Rocky, Jack. Drama, I have Cabaret, Comedy, Young Frankenstein, Thriller, Marathon Man, Sci-Fi, A Clockwork Orange, Blockbuster, The Godfather, Action, Enter the Dragon, Rotten, Grizzly, Oscar winner, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and Flex, Suspiria. And Hunter. Uh, I did alphabetical by category. So Action, I have The French Connection, Blockbuster, I have Apocalypse Now, Comedy, I have Monty Python, The Holy Grail, Drama, I have Network, Flex, Barry Lyndon, Horror, Jaws, Oscar winner, All That Jazz, Rotten, Moonraker, Sci-Fi, Star Wars, Thriller is Chinatown. Awesome. A great draft, I, I think, by all of us. Yeah. I know I've said in each one so far, I don't want to beat it, but like, I hope we make these anonymous polls because you you and Jack have the opposite of what I think. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Jack has Halloween and Enter the Dragon. Dave has um, Alien. Alien and uh, what was the other one? The Exorcist? No, Maybe, but like that one's that one's more you. But like one has Halloween, one is Alien. I really yeah. thought you guys would have that the other. True. It's just like you you have such like, and then obviously they'll see Barry Lyndon. They'll be like, oh, well, that's who, who, who drafted that? So next week will be fun as we draft. We do the Alfred Hitchcock draft, or as I like to call the 1950s. Um, it, next week's going to be a bloodbath, my friends. Because like, the 90s draft was so much like, there's so much potential. Even 70s there was, but 50s, like, I'm like... Th- these are definitely like the quality over the quantity. Because like, the yes. 90s had like a lot of like yeah. good, of like, even like pretty good stuff. But like the 70s, I think like the top 10 picks, I think, were probably stuff yeah. that we all had written on our list. So For sure. The all 50s right. will be, it'll be a... Th- thinner because there's yeah it drops off pretty steep so the strategy will really be important like what do you got to get early for sure all right uh jack before we go do you want to plug anything uh yeah well you can find me on letterboxd you can just search my name and you can see 
all of us on uh, the League of Cinephiles. Uh, we've got a couple of big matches coming up uh, along with a trivia tournament. So that should be very fun to watch. And Hunter. Uh, you can find me at the Cinema Dispatch. I'll be seeing Creed 3 and Cocaine Bear this weekend. So, Or this week, sorry. And then Minnesota Film Critics Lines, we just announced our nominations. Everything, everywhere, all at once. It's on Twitter. Everybody loved our nominations. They said it was one of the best they've seen. So, you know, it's Minnesota. It's the best state. And the Critics Circle, we just got our nominations announced as well. Babylon Hive, rejoice. You got a ton. Thank you. So. And you can find me at thecinematicreel.com. You can also find my work on Rotten Tomatoes. And as uh, the guys mentioned, part of the League of Cinephiles and Critics Circle. Um, yeah, next week we'll be covering the 1950s and drafting again. That should be a fun one. Uh, until next time, Jack, Hunter, and I will continue to bring you Cinematic Decades. See you at the movies, kids.